It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I promise we're going to have a lot of fun. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. Napoleon Hill talked about the concept of masterminds in his book, Think and Grow Rich. Basically, a mastermind is where two or more people are gathered for the purpose of achieving a common goal. I had a Facebook chat with a friend of mine not long ago, and he suggested an idea for my monthly magazine. The idea he shared had to do with marketing, and I admitted that his idea had crossed my mind before, and then I shared the challenges I perceived that went along with it. He made a suggestion, a minor adjustment, that will change the way I approach this, and I immediately got excited. Today, I shared this with my marketing coach, who had originally shot the idea down. When I presented the new version of the idea, he loved it and encouraged me to move forward with it. Being open to other people's ideas is a great thing, especially when the people you are are listening to have experienced high levels of business success. I encourage you to be open to new ideas because also being mindful of the source of these ideas is so important. If the person you're listening to has not had more success than you, then run the other way. Seriously, run the other way. But taking action on a great idea can energize you for a long time and you could experience exponential growth. If you have not picked up my latest book, it's called The Greatest Lessons I Learned from Being an Entrepreneur, Volume 2. It is on Amazon, and I would be very honored if you would pick it up, read it, and leave a review on Amazon when you're done. That would be awesome. Volume 3 is in the works right now, and the goal is to have that one be done before Christmas, and I cannot wait to share that one with you as well. With that in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. My guest is Brian Grasso. Let me tell you about him. He's an 18-year veteran of the sports training industry. He's worked as a performance coach for national teams, professional, and Olympic athletes worldwide. He founded the largest youth development education organization in the industry, serving as the CEO for nearly eight years and co-created one of the fastest growing sports and fitness franchises in the United States along with it. He authored The Audacity of Success. He co-authored the bestseller Total Body Transformation, wrote and co-produced the landmark short film Life by Numbers, and has written for magazines around the world, including Men's Fitness and Inked. His most recent book is called Mindset Matters Most and was listed number one in the personal development section of Amazon for a period of seven weeks after it's released. Together, he and his wife, who he calls his much better half, uh, co-hosted the award-winning live stream Brian and Carrie in the Morning, as well as another show called Eliminate Your Limits with Brian and Carrie, which airs in syndication on Sirius XM. And he is a competitive power lifter, and he intends to win the world championship of powerlifting in the next five years. And for 12 years, he worked as a bodyguard for several A-list celebrities. He's done a lot. We won't have time to get to all of it, but I cannot wait to unravel as much of it as we can. Here we are with my very special guest, Brian Grasso. How are you today, Brian? Big boy. I'm doing great, man. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you're so welcome. This is great. You were on the show a long time ago, and it was time to bring you back because you've got amazing things going on all the time. I got to be a guest on your coaching uh, program not too long ago and had a great time with you and your audience. It was fantastic. So I'm so glad that you were willing to return the favor by coming back here. 
Oh, it's my honor. And my tribe is still buzzing about you, Brian. You were a great guest. They actually ate everything you had to say up and oh. they are still telling me about it. That's wonderful. I appreciate that. So the first thing I normally like to ask is, did you envision early on that you would be where you are right now? No, gosh, no. My, my earliest recollections of um, being a young man and uh, forecasting my life, well, Aside from the ubiquitous, I wanted to be a professional wrestler because Hulk Hogan was my hero. Um, much more formally, I, I really had designs on law enforcement. I, I, I thought that I was going to grow up to come out, become a police officer. Um, and even into my late teens, I, uh, I was adjudicating and, and looking into uh, police academies and whether or not I should go to university first to get a, gr a degree in law enforcement. So I never imagined my life uh, would, would take me on this journey. Wow, that's absolutely fantastic. So how did you go from wanting to be in law enforcement to what you're doing right now? I mean, gosh, that's a great question. And um, I suppose it's a two-part answer. First of all, um, you know, I suffered from, from fairly significant depression uh, mm. in my late teenage years. And uh, it, it was very, very crippling. As a matter of fact, there was a period of time I didn't even leave my parents' house for about 18 months. That's how encumbered I was uh, with anxiety and depression. Um, and when it came time to, you know, pick college or pick, uh, pick a career path, I was stymied. I really didn't know which direction to go. I was still considering law enforcement, but uh, it all felt a little too overwhelming at the time, given the, uh, the emotional state I was in. So I started looking around at, um, you know, other hobbies and, and, and passions I had and fitness kind of stuck out to the top of the list. So I enrolled in a, in a local community college uh, for a basic two-year diploma in fitness. And that's uh, where everything got started for me. Wow, that's fantastic. I, I, I love that very much. And you kept going with that and you didn't you know, change your mind a lot. You just went into the area that you studied in. Not, not a lot of people do that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mentioned a couple seconds ago, it was a two-part answer. And this actually dovetails into the second part. I, I really did learn at a very young age, um, just to complete the circle on my my bout with depression and anxiety, I, um, I, I effectively healed myself. And the way I did that was rather than conventional therapy or pharmaceutical aids, I, I just started researching and learning as much as I could um, about spirituality and, and quantum physics. I wanted to understand the universe from the inside out. What that really led me to understand was that um, identity, the, the, the identity that one carries becomes the greatest power uh, or the greatest detriment in their lives. And uh, once I really embraced that, um, my career, and you know, you mentioned when you read my bio, I've done a lot of things, which invariably is true. And that's because I, I just continue to re-identify myself over time. So when I graduated from college, it became nothing just to identify myself as a sport performance, high performance specialist, and really myopically tunnel my way into that career, stay there for as long as I wanted to. And then when it was time to move on, I simply created a new identity and followed that path. That's wonderful. Would you consider that to be uh, your rock bottom moment? Or was there something else that you would consider your rock bottom moment? No, that was my rock bottom. It was. It was. It was terribly isolating to be that young, uh, to to be raised in a, in a you know a middle class family with no real problems per se, um, but see life from the darkest of the darks. Um, and I, 
look at that. There's not a day that goes by that I don't remember how that all felt, um, but that I'm very grateful for it. it. It really did help shape who I've become. And that's mattered a great deal in my life. That's fantastic. So how did you decide to become an entrepreneur? It's a great question. I often joke that entrepreneurialism chose me, uh, mm. not so much uh, me choosing it. Um, I did love the idea of the quote unquote being my own boss. Um, that was a little bit romantic early mm-hmm. in my life when I kind of looked into that way. But um, a book I read, The E-Myth uh, Revisited, yes, uh, which is a classic, right? And right. Uh, that, that opened my eyes a great deal that being an entrepreneur involved all kinds of things, including things you didn't necessarily like and weren't necessarily good at. And I've always relished a challenge. So the challenge of becoming good at things that I wasn't inherently good at and learning how to manage them and manage people who did those things, um, that just felt like the right challenge for me. And so when I read that book, I realized that that was my calling. Mm, That's fantastic. Was your family supportive of your entrepreneurial path? Um, no, <laughs> but you know, not, not us. I mean, I wasn't criticized for it uh, to give my, my family credit. No one, no one, you know, engineered uh, an intervention by any stretch. They just couldn't understand. Um, my mom was a stay at home mom. My dad, um, was a, a very hardworking man who, you know, basically it was, it was generational. He had, he worked for a company for 40 years, earned a pension and retired. Uh, mm-hmm. And they didn't know any other way. And so the term entrepreneur wasn't even something they were familiar with. So they, they didn't dissuade me per se, but they, they certainly didn't understand. And they vocalized that on a fairly regular basis. Okay. That's wow. Well, I'm glad that your path has turned out the way it has because you're impacting a lot of people. That being said, what do you think is the most expensive mistake you've ever made? It doesn't have to be financial, but it can be. Maybe it's a time energy thing. Maybe it's an opportunity that you should have taken advantage of that you didn't. Or maybe you hung yeah. on to something too long. But what's the most expensive mistake yeah. you did, you ever made? Brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant question. And I look at it as um, it, it, they're all connected. Because I love the way you phrase that. It doesn't have to be financial. In the end, time energy leads to financial. And I think that if anyone listening right now, if I could save you with this, um, I was a massive overthinker. I overthought absolutely everything, including sentences in the sales copy that I was writing. I just overthought everything. And if I could go back in time, that's the one thing I would change. Although, again, it's led me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, now I just consider it version one. Everything you put out is version one. Be happy with it in the version it's in. Um, learn from it, refine it, make it better, make it version two. Uh, I, I wasted a lot of time early in my entrepreneurial career trying to make everything too perfect right from the start. Absolutely. We've got about a minute or so to our break. How important has having a coach been to your journey? Oh, essential. There's there's nothing I do anymore without leadership uh, from other people. In, in powerlifting, I have a coach. Um, complimentary to my nutrition, to my powerlifting is nutrition. I have a nutrition coach. I have a business mentor. Um, mentorship is absolutely essential, no matter what your goal or what you want to succeed. Mm-hmm. Find somebody who's been there, done that, someone you can trust and take their lead. It's absolutely essential. 
Absolutely. We are coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is Brian Grasso, and we're going to talk about uh, fitness. We're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about limits and overcoming limits. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about masterminds. We're going to talk about coaching. Uh, he's a master of all of this, and I cannot wait to explore this even further. And we're going to come back right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. And if you have not subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do so. Leave a review. That would mean a lot. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. When airplanes first began carrying passengers, everyone was treated to first-class accommodations. Caviar and sandwiches were presented on porcelain plates with beverages served in crystal. Flying was truly a special event as passengers wore suits and evening dresses. What do you call a person who is afraid to fly? An aeroacrophobic. The airlines required stewardesses to be unmarried, and many were nurses as well. To be a pilot was respected and revered. What do you call a person who chooses a career based on the glamorous image it conveys? A modoc. A typical flight in those days from London to Singapore would cost over $17,000 today and take eight days. What's another word for jet lag? Dysrhythmia. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brian Grasso. And what we're going to talk about very shortly is his most recent book called Mindset Matters Most. But first, I want to ask you, Brian, what do you believe is the highest value skill that anyone needs to develop? I love that question. I swear I'm going to be repetitive this entire show because you ask such great questions. Um, I love the question because it's, it's largely a mystery to a lot of entrepreneurs, especially younger entrepreneurs, where do they, you know, um, effectively put most of their time to become great at something? My answer is communication, become a great communicator. And that really, really includes listening, listening, um, communicating. If they're you know, put together, that, that is the, the most important, most powerful skill you could possibly develop. Everything your prospect ever is going to tell you 
they're 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 not going to say it up front or ostensibly. It's going to come between the pauses and almost hidden in what they're saying. But if you get great at listening and you can match that to body language and tone of voice, you'll be able to understand exactly what problem your prospects want to solve. Mm-hmm. And then you can start tailoring the conversation that direction. And to them, it's like magic. It's like you heard them without even hearing them. Right. It's the most uh, important skill you could possibly develop. Absolutely. What do you think is your big why? Me personally, my big why? Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I think about that a great deal. Um, I think the answer, and I say I think because I deliberate a lot. I'm very mm-hmm. introspective. I think through things a great deal. I believe in the capacity of every single human being on the planet who's ever lived or ever will. And I believe that their capacity is oftentimes much greater mm. than they ever give themselves credit for. Uh, my why is to maximize my time here on earth to have the greatest impact on people I possibly can. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Let's well, talk about you for asking. You're welcome. Let's talk about your book, Mindset Matters Most, How to Create Success and Happiness by Releasing from the Fear, Limitations, and Self-Doubt that Hold You Back. Why did you write this? Where did the idea come from? Well, in part, it was cathartic. Um, As I mentioned, my own um, journey through depression and anxiety is something I can relate to with millions upon millions of people around the world. Um, I did mention that I, I didn't take a conventional route through therapy or pharmaceutical intervention. Uh, and, and that, in fact, I really studied and learned as much as I could about spiritual concepts and quantum physics and the nature of reality. And what I came to understand is that there are multiple realities happening concurrently. And if, you know, if I'm anxious or depressed, it's, it's effectively because I'm fixated on one reality and mm. I'm excluding every other possibility. Um, and in Mindset Matters Most, I want to, I want to help people understand that in a very conventional, very practical way. So over the years, through my own study and my own healing and things I worked with on clients ranging from Olympic athletes to uh, corporate professionals and and entrepreneurs, um, I could reduce everything down to a very basic few number of exercises Mm. that if you performed or executed every single day, it would have a profound impact on your mindset and completely renovate your perspective on your life, on yourself, and the reality you're living. And so it was a combination of catharsis plus it's an instructional how-to. I don't leave mindset as an arbitrary term or just something that what the research says. I, I really pinpoint in this book on exactly what you need to do to have the greatest mindset possible. That's fantastic. Did you find that writing this book was therapeutic? Because a lot of people tell me that it sometimes can be. Oh, yeah. It was massively cathartic for me. I, I, I spoke a lot, a great deal, um, about my own journey through depression and anxiety in the pages of that book. And it, uh, it, proved, um, it proved to be a wonderful experience for me. That's fantastic. When did you realize that actively developing your mindset was a huge key to your success? Probably in my late teenage years, although I couldn't articulate it necessarily. All the studying and, and you know deep diving I was doing into spiritual concept and quantum physics really helped me understand that um, the human brain, the mind itself, it, it doesn't depict reality. It predicts it. 
effectively what it does is it mirrors your thoughts back to you. And then that's the reality you experience. And so it's never about changing reality. It's about changing your perception of reality, which we can control. I can't control what goes on around me in the world, but I can change my perception of what's going on around me in the world. And when I do that, everything about my reality changes. And so it, it was a really important thing for me to learn and, and, and grasp onto in my late teenage years. And it's just, it took me about 10, 15 years to really start to be able to articulate that well. Wow. So for someone who struggles with having a positive mindset or someone who just feels trapped in their own thoughts, what would be your top recommendations for breaking free of that? Well, yeah. And I speak about this in mindset matters most. One of the exercises and uh, you know, it, it is the most simple uh, one for us all to do. I call it count your wins. Um, and there's, there's nothing but uh, just a buffet of science that supports this. Um, you know, not to get too geeky into the, into the, you know, neural conductivity or brain science, but dopamine is a very, very important part of brain chemistry. And uh, we, we can latch on to certain habits and behaviors that produce dopamine in a, in a not so serving way, but we can also do so in a very serving way. And what a lot of research shows is that uh, no matter how quote unquote tough your life might be or uh, how difficult the day you might have had, if you can pause to count the wins of the day every single day, you start to trigger dopamine in very healthy ways. So you start to attach that dopamine cycle uh, to the perspective you're carrying. Um, so counting your wins at the end of the day would be the number one exercise I could possibly give you. Counting your wins is so, so important. In fact, I, I fill out uh, a, an app called the G-Code every day. And one thing that you are required to answer is share your at least one win for the day. And yeah. what are your wins today? And another thing you have to do is uh, write down five things you're thankful for. And it's pretty cool. Sure. I mean, I write down the same few things every day because I'm thankful for all those things. And if I think of other things, I'll add them. But yeah, having having a recognition for what your wins are can really turn your mind the other way for sure. What do you think are some yeah. of the top, the top self-limiting beliefs that you had to overcome in your journey? Oh gosh, so many. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I wasn't smart enough. Uh, mm -hmm. That was a big one in my entrepreneurial career. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, that was probably the biggest. I, I often compared myself against people uh, who I believed were just so much more intelligent than me. And it made me feel very, very inferior. And I think worse than that, and I wonder if your audience can relate to this, it made me play inferior. Mm. So I played the game of life from an inferior place. I never really strove for what it is I wanted to do. I didn't maximize my capacity because I didn't believe I was capable of achieving it. And again, mm -hmm. it, it, reality and belief are such unbelievably finite things. I can make my brain believe whatever I want it to believe mm -hmm. through repetition and emotion. Um, I can change my perspective through things like counting wins and uh, counting gratitudes. Mm -hmm. um, so inferiority of intelligence was my biggest limiting belief, but I, I learned how to switch that one over on a complete time. Yeah. I think for me, one of mine was I was afraid to ask for a lot of money. I was not willing to ask for a high price point for what I do. And for years I toiled in asking for smaller amounts. And you know, what's interesting when you sell a lower priced item, 
those people tend to expect a whole lot more than people who pay a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I didn't believe that until I actually experienced it, but it's true. Sometimes the people who pay yeah. the least are the biggest pains to deal with. It, it 100%. sucks. Yeah. 30 years as an entrepreneur, I can confirm that to be a thousand percent accurate. Absolutely. So raise your prices. In fact, I tell people, if you can double your prices without losing at least half of your clients, do it now. I think that's a great, great suggestion. I think your clients should avail themselves of that. Absolutely. So how did your speaking career start? Because I know you do a lot of speaking now. I do. I've been on a bit of a sabbatical. I mean, with the pandemic and, and speaking engagements largely shut down, but I'm ramping it back up again. Um, you know, it, it's a great, it's, for me, it's a great story because I, I think it just, it proves, it proves how much mindset matters most in the entrepreneurial world. Mm -hmm. I overthought the tactics and strategies of how I could get on stages. I, mm -hmm. I romanticized the idea of flying around the world as a guest speaker and being paid for it. And it, it really caused me to think and overthink, you know, the best tactics and you know, how do I get in front of people? Um, one day, and th this this goes way back, Brian. This goes back to about 1998. So this is pre-internet. This is pre, you know, home computers. Um, and I was working as a performance coach in figure skating, and I, I just I, I came to realize that I was working locally with all these figure skaters, which was great, and I loved it. But that there were quite quite honestly hundreds of thousands of figure skaters and figure skating clubs around the world. And I wanted to go and consult with them and speak to them. So I, I just wrote a letter. All right. I just wrote a letter uh, on a, on a souped up typewriter, quite literally um, a letter engaging uh, people with who I was, what I was doing locally and why I thought I'd be a great fit to, to fly out to their area, to speak to their coaches, speak to their athletes and even stay for a weekend and consult. I went to the, uh, I guess, office depot, photocopied that letter about 20 some odd times, uh, bought envelopes, bought stamps, uh, found the names and the addresses of head coaches from around the world and put them in the mail. And that was it. That, that's all I did. And wouldn't you know it, about six weeks later, I started getting phone calls and letters returned saying, this sounds great. What do you charge? Um, how can we get this done? So the, the, the long and short of it is, if you're an entrepreneur, ask for what you want. Don't mm -hmm. overthink it beyond that. Just ask for what you want. There's no strategy or tactic that's going to outperform you simply and directly asking for what you want. That is absolutely brilliant advice. We've got less than a minute to our next break. We are talking with Brian Grasso. We're going to talk next about his history as an elite athlete performance coach. We're going to talk about what it means to be elite. We're going to talk about some, some fitness and health related things. We're going to talk about the importance of hydration. We're going to talk about focused breathing. We're going to talk about productivity. We're going to talk about having a powerful morning routine. And he's got a whole thing lined up about this. I can't wait to explore it even further, but we have a lot to unwrap and unravel. And we'll probably talk about his goal to be a world champion power lifter sometime during this show too. I can't wait to explore all of this and so much more. When we come back, this is success profiles radio. Please stay with us. We'll be back on the other side. Two more segments to go. We'll be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. 
This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on Apple podcasts or iTunes, please do that. And if you have a device such as Siri, Google, uh, uh, Alexa, and you ask, play Success Profiles Radio, you will hear the latest episode. So do that when you're done listening to this and leave a review. I would really appreciate that too. So Brian, you have a lot of experience in history as an elite athlete performance coach. Tell us a little bit about that. It was one of the most, um, gratifying and fulfilling careers I've ever had in the career matrix I've had. It, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was young. I was somewhere between, you know, between the ages of 22 and maybe early thirties is when that stretch of me working with lead athletes uh, started or the, the totality of it. And um, at first I was in awe of these mega superstar athletes who you know, earned upwards of $10 million a year, trusting me, for their performance needs, uh, primarily mentally and physically, mentally and emotionally. Um, and then it kind of spiraled from there. And I started becoming an on-demand consultant and would be flown all around the world. I, you know, to New Zealand, Australia, Czech Republic, Italy, Sweden. Um, so I had a blast. It was a really fun way to spend my twenties. Uh, truth be told, it was a great way to spend my twenties. Uh, but it, it was also a wonderful learning experience because um, you recognize a couple things. First of all, uh, elite athletes are just real people who have the same mental, emotional challenges and the same life paradigm issues that we have. I know most people don't believe that, but it's true. Um, and, and you, you really get to see what high performance is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not just a physical capacity at that level. People often ask me, um, what separates the gold medalist from the silver medalist? at any given Olympics. And it's mm-hmm. almost never physical. It's mental, emotional. The athlete who learns how to control their mind and their emotions best will always win. And, and that's true in the corporate world. And that's true in the entrepreneurial world as well. For sure. What, do you, what does it mean to be elite? 
Well, I think it's uh, it's uh, striving for a capacity that exceeds what uh, would be considered normal or commonplace. Um, it's like I said before, I think every human being who's ever existed or ever will exist has capacity beyond what they ever truly fulfill in their lives. Uh, people who, who earn the tag elite um, are really fulfilling that capacity. They are striving uh, in ways mentally, emotionally, and or physically uh, to be their greatest self possible. It's not luck of a draw. It's not just who, you know, who's the best athlete genetically. Um, you know, I, I, more than once in my lifetime, Brian, I saw the greatest physical specimens you could possibly imagine are people you've never heard of because mm. they couldn't get the mental and emotional part right. They, just, they didn't strive in those categories. So elite for me is somebody who really is striving to fill their capacity to the highest level possible. That is absolutely fascinating. There are a lot of people who compete in the fitness coaching space. What does someone have to do to stand up to become the resource to rely upon? Oh, great question. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an interesting paradigm. I think most fitness professionals um, are doing it exactly wrong, as a matter of fact. Um, they're trying too hard to educate the audience. Um, they're, they're trying too hard to go on social media, for example, and talk about basic strategies of nutrition or exercise demos. Look, at, if I can go to Google or YouTube and get it for free, then the odds of me watching you on your social media profile teach me that stuff is pretty nil. I'm not really going to be interested. Um, fitness pros have to appreciate that uh, consumers don't buy their program or their paradigm. Consumers buy the coach. So what more coaches have to do is put themselves out willingly and vulnerably on social media and be a real person. Talk about what um, the challenges they have in their own nutrition. Talk about the challenges they have in their own physical exercise. Uh, talk about their families. Talk about their own limiting beliefs. Uh, when you can get a, a consumer base relating to you, oh, this guy's just like me. He's a fitness pro, mm. but he's not always dialed in on his food. That's relatable, and that's what's going to bring an audience to you more and more. You know, I love that because I see a lot of people putting out their their reels and their exercise demos and and all of that is all good and fine but you're absolutely right because if i'm look, looking to hire a fitness professional and i need to get in shape and i'm hiring someone who's super buff muscular whatever i just don't always know if they completely understand what i'm going i mean have you ever been fat i don't know precisely that's yeah. exactly i mean that's exactly the right point I couldn't have said it better myself. If you can get people relating to you, you've mm -hmm. got you've got a prospect. Absolutely. Let's talk about hydration because if you are not properly hydrated, it affects your brain, it affects your yeah. your muscles, it affects your overall performance. It, it's important, but but tell us more about that. Well, it, it, this is this is stuff from my my jaunt in the elite athlete world. Um, it, it, there's not an athlete on the planet who doesn't understand the importance of hydration from a physical performance standpoint. What I'm trying to do is bring that exact concept into entrepreneurs and the corporate sector as well. Um, your brain runs off of water. In the absence of hydration, your brain functionality slows down dramatically, as does your entire nervous system. And what more entrepreneurs and corporate professionals need to understand is that being hydrated and even when we hydrate 
dramatically impacts their performance as entrepreneurs or corporate executives. So my standing recommendation is um, learn to drink about a half liter to a liter of water within the first 30 minutes of waking up in the morning. You will notice the impact on your energy and your focus immediately. And, and it's, it's unbelievable how rudimentary that advice sounds. But if you really, really, really want to be honest with yourself, most people wake up and probably grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. That's almost the first thing they do. Mm-hmm. Just get into the habit of day, taking about a half liter to a liter of water within the first 30 minutes of waking up and watch. Watch what happens to your energy and your focus. It's going to boggle your mind. It's brilliant. It absolutely is brilliant. Let's talk about breathing. Not a lot of people talk about this. I think a lot of people in the new age space like to talk about breathing and meditation and all this kind of stuff, but that's not really what you're talking about, is it? No. And meditation has become rather hyperbolic. It's, it's, um, you know, there's, there's a term I like called spiritual bypassing where, I mean, really anybody can lie down, close their eyes and breathe for 20 or 30 minutes and claim meditation. But if you really look at the annals and the, the writings from antiquity uh, about meditation or about um, focused breathing, you start to recognize that the way we talk about meditation contemporarily is not necessarily uh, the only way to do it or even the way it was initially done. There's actually something called walking meditation that, if memory serves, is the first form of meditation that was ever put to written word where uh, the, the the purveyors of this suggested that walking through nature and focusing on your breath while you walk through nature was uh, a form of dialing in your consciousness, so to speak. So the reason it's important, and again, I pulled this from the elite athlete world, um, breathing is something we don't have to regulate. It mm-hmm. regulates itself. It's part yeah. of an unconscious process. But when we learn to consciously regulate it, a lot can change for us. So what I always advise my entrepreneurs who I work with do is that do rhythmic breathing for three to five minutes and then just kind of let your breathing parameters go back to the way they normally function. But every 30 to 45 minutes, come back to three to five minutes of focused breathing. And all that really means is you don't even have to stop working. You don't have to lie down. You don't have to take a break. But breathe in through your nose and out through your nose if possible to a count of two, two, two seconds in, two seconds out. And as you're breathing in and out while you're doing your work and you're focusing on your work, really calm your body and your mind down. And yes, you can do that all at the same time. And it's not one of those things I'm suggesting that no one's got time for meditation if they're an entrepreneur. So this is the hack version of that. Not at all. Focused breathing doesn't have to be meditative. It simply puts our nervous system into a parasympathetic state, which is calm and tranquil and relaxed. And we get to focus better and we make better decisions and we don't run into decision fatigue. So three to five minutes of nice, slow breathing, followed by 30 to 45 minutes of just a normal breathing pattern, but then come back to those three to five minutes again at the end. That is fantastic. We've got maybe three minutes or so to our break. Uh, let's talk about productivity. I mean, I, I talk about this when I when I write and when I speak about productivity and matching up the tasks that you're doing to the times where you are most or least alert to the tasks that you have to do. So tell us about that for yourself. High yielding production. 
Yeah, I, you know, I love that uh, on, the, on the last commercial break, we had a moment to chat about this, and you and I are so aligned on it, clearly. Um, again, it's something I brought in from my days with elite athletes, and it's something that I think too many entrepreneurs and corporate professionals don't spend enough time being thoughtful on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the running example I always use is creative writing, because whether we're you know writing a book or writing a magazine article or writing a blog or writing a social media post, Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen so many entrepreneurs spend 90 minutes uh, writing what really could have taken them seven if they had just focused in on the time of day that they were most creative. So what I've done over my years as an entrepreneur is I've really dialed in on what times of day I'm best to do certain tasks. And a very quick strip search looks like this. First thing in the morning, my creativity is off but my administrative capacity is on. Mm-hmm. So I will just take down some very simple, almost mindless administrative tasks first thing in the morning. Right around 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, my brain goes into teaching mode. That's when I can talk and teach with the most coherence and the most congruency in what I'm saying. Right around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it all shuts down. My brain just doesn't want to do a whole lot. And incidentally, Brian, that's when I go to the gym. But my creative centers wake up later in the evening. So every book I've ever written, every blog post I've ever written, uh, every social media post I've ever written, comes at around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. I've just learned over the years that is when I'm most efficiently creative, and I can write a chapter of a book in 40 minutes just because my brain is functioning on that level. Imagine over a 30-year span, how, or gosh, a year span, how much more productive and, and, and effective you are with your time if you just learn where in your day to insert the right tasks? Oh, absolutely. In fact, you know, I identify uh, that I'm most creative uh, in the morning or sometimes in the early afternoon. And so I tend to do most of my writing then. I tend to want to do most of my client calls in the morning if I can, because I want to be most present to them at that time of day. We are coming up against our final break. I can't believe how fast this is going. We're having so much fun. We're talking with Brian Grasso. His book is called Mindset Matters Most. Go ahead and get that on Amazon. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the importance of having a morning routine. We're going to talk about the importance of masterminds. And we're going to talk about becoming a world champion and what it takes to do something like that and his pursuit of that. We'll come right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian.
ever check under the bed for monsters when you were a kid? That's what one man from Zimbabwe should have done. When Guy Whittle retired for the evening at the Humani Lodge where he works, he had no clue that an eight-foot crocodile was sleeping under his bed. He got out of bed to eat breakfast and heard one of the housekeepers scream. What's a word for the fear of reptiles? Herpetophobia. Mr. Whittle said that he had previously been sitting on the edge of the bed with his bare feet dangling just centimeters away from the 300-pound croc. Maybe crocodile noses aren't that sensitive after all. What's another word for smelly feet? Podhobramadrosis. To use a term from Shakespeare, these two were strange bedfellows. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And my very special guest this week is Brian Grasso. His book is called Mindset Matters Most. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, please do that. Leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. So, Brian, your morning routine is very important for you. And you have a very specific morning routine. Tell us about that and how that helps you. Absolutely. You know, if your audience is taking notes today, take this one. Um, this is time tested. It's scientifically valid and it changes so much of your world. Honestly, it really does. So in the, in this, in this is the particular order. Okay. Um, one of the things you want to do first upon waking up is get what's called first sun. Okay. So first sun is a really essential part of uh, the human experience. And uh, what it means effectively is if you can, if you can manage this step outside, Step outside. If I had my choice, you'd go for a really short, relaxed walk, um, but walk towards the sun. Now, first sun is best if it literally is the first time the sun is peeking up over the horizon. Um, But we want to walk towards the sun and get that sunlight in our eyes. I know it's a little contrarian to what many people have told you over the last 20 years, but you want to be looking at the sun. And here's why. Number one, it resets your neurology. So your entire nervous system goes through a reset. If we, if we stimulate it with sunlight first thing in the morning, and that's beneficial to your energy, to your stress levels. Another reason we want that first sun is it resets the whole concept of melatonin. So people often ask me, how do I make sure I get a great sleep at night? Uh, the answer is get first sun in your eyes that morning. That's going to reset your melatonin. You're going to wake up, get first sun in your eyes. Your entire melatonin complex is going to reset and mm-hmm. be ready to take you to bed later on that evening. Mm-hmm. Now, if you combine first sun with basic locomotion, like I said, just go for a short, relaxed stroll. Best you can, walk towards the sun and just stare at it. Get it, get it into your eyes. I don't want to be uncomfortable, but take mm-hmm. off sunglasses, take off your reading glasses, and just either stare at the sun or look at it, look away, then look back at it. Um, that locomotion is also really important. It's it's lubricating. It's uh, it's uh, invigorating. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the greatest caffeine boost of all time. Go for a mm-hmm. short walk in the morning while you're looking at the sun. So mm-hmm. those are the first two things. When mm-hmm. you come home from that, get the liter or half liter of water into you uh, within, again, the first 30 minutes upon waking. 
the combination of basic locomotive, first sun, and that water, you will feel completely rejuvenated and ready for the day in a way that I promise you, you haven't felt for years. Mm-hmm. So those are the first three things. The last one, you know, you asked me before, Brian, about uh, the number one mindset um, tool you mm-hmm. can do daily. And I said, count your wins. The second most important one is something I call review your direction. And this is what you'd want to do fourth. First on basic locomotion, water, then set the intentions for your day. Review your direction. Everybody's got big goals, and that's good. We need to have big goals. But those goals are often in the distance. Like I'm going to lose 20 pounds or make a million dollars or whatever it is. It's something that's going to happen down the line. We can get lost in the down the line if we don't bring ourselves back to the current 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So no matter what your goal is, no matter what you're working on, what are the three to five things you intend to do today in this 24-hour period to make certain you take one more step towards that goal? So that's the order I'd love you to do your morning in. Get outside first sun, basic locomotion, get the half liter to liter water in, and then what are the three to five things you intend to accomplish today? What that does, that review your direction, it creates what's called a closed loop in your brain. You may not realize it, but what you're doing is you're informing your brain what the most important things are for you today. And the brain loves a closed loop. It doesn't like an open loop. It doesn't like it when you're not really sure what the day's going to hold or, yeah, we'll see how it all goes. No, inform your brain what you intend to accomplish. Let the brain close that loop and watch as you start accomplishing those things day in and day out. So all of that, that matrix is so important. And if your listeners can make that work for them, their lives are going to change. That's fantastic. I love that. I was going to ask, uh, and I, what if you live in an area right now where you don't see a lot of sunshine, especially this time of year? Is there a substitute for that? There is, yeah. They, they actually have those, um, those vitamin D lamps you can buy even on Amazon Okay. where it's, uh, it, it mimics sunlight. Uh, they're not very expensive. And so my suggestion would be when you wake up in the morning, turn one on. Turn to grab a lamp that I believe is like 20 bucks. Turn it on and just have a look at it. Really just give it a look for three to five minutes. You don't have to stand like a stoic statue. Just kind of keep it in the peripheral of your eyes, looking at it you know, very directly sometimes. Um, that, that does the job because it does mimic the UV rays. I love that there is an answer to that. Thank you so much. Yeah, Let's talk about Let's talk about masterminds. Obviously, they're very important to you. Uh, what have you gotten out of them that completely changed your life and your business? Yeah, my answer is going to be different than most people. I think most okay. people's answers are what they learn, um, which I think is valuable. Uh, for me, the greatest thing I ever received from all the masterminds I've joined over the years is the network I created. That that I'm a people person. And I believe that in business, there's nothing more important than your network. I mean, Brian, look at you and I. We, yep. I was on your radio show seven some odd years ago. Right. We've stayed in reasonably loose contact. I've always got nothing but love and respect for you. I feel the exact same coming back to me. But mm-hmm. when my guests started, or not my guests, when my mastermind tribe started asking me to bring in a guest who could help them write a book, you, you were the first person that came to mind. And I brought you in and I know I exposed you to a bunch of people. Hopefully some of them have or will become your clients, which I would always support. Like the people you meet in your masterminds, your network, that is the most important thing. So 
Um, I join masterminds not for the information, not for the content, uh, not for the experience, but for the network of people I purposely and intentionally like to bring into my lives, get to know. Um, you're always one person away from exactly yeah. what you want. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you decide to start your own mastermind? Was it because you weren't getting enough out of the masterminds you were in, or was it because you wanted to pay it forward and bring an equivalent experience to someone else? Yeah, I want to pay it forward. I, I, you know, at the risk of sounding cynical, which I don't want to do, um, I've seen far too many um, coaches become business coaches uh, and take a lot of money from a lot of people on teaching them business tactics and strategies that don't seem to work. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been very, very blessed in my career. I've, I've done well in my 30 years. I've had a lot of experiences. I've made a lot of mistakes. And so what I wanted to create was a mastermind for professional coaches that did not cost a lot of money, but ended up being a, a tremendous community where I can expose that community to the do's and don'ts of building sustainably successful coaching businesses and introduce them to amazing high-end people like yourself. Fantastic. So how did you decide what your mastermind would look like? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I, I, I believe so heavily in community. Um, I, I, I mean, really, I, again, I'm, I'm a people person, but I, I think that the importance of community is understated in our, in our entrepreneurial world. Um, and so I decided when I started this mastermind that the tone and tonality of it was going to be touches. And what I meant by that was I, I didn't want it to be a once in a while endeavor. I wanted my mastermind to be an absolutely critical part of my clients' lives. And so we have five calls every single week where we congregate as a team, as a family, as a community, four times a year. My wife and I open our home to all of our clients who want to come for a weekend, um, you know, just to learn and for fellowship. We don't charge them for that. That's just, you know, part of being in our community. So for me, the most important part when I started my mastermind was how often can we touch these people and get them congregated as a group? That community matters so much. Fantastic. So who is your ideal participant? Is Are you open for enrollment or who do you look for when you want to bring somebody into your group? Yeah, we are definitely open for enrollment. Um, my ideal person is a professional coach. Largely who come to us are people who have been professional coaches for between five to 10 years. They're well-credentialed, they're well-experienced. They've just not cracked the code of learning how to build sustainably successful businesses around their expertise yet. That Mm. is our ideal person. Fantastic. And creating an experience is the best way to build your reputation, isn't it? It is. Oh, my goodness. Lifetime value. Here's here's another one for every entrepreneur listening. Lifetime value matters more to the sustainability and success of your business than anything else. I, I, I don't want to be looking for new clients all the time. I want to keep the clients I have for a long time. And the way you, you do that is you provide experiences that are unmatched. Absolutely. We've got about maybe two or three minutes until the end. So let me ask you, you have a goal to be a world champion power lifter by 2027. How does someone actually become the best in the world after deciding to? Oh, you know, I, I'm going to pitch this off you right now, Ryan. I decided to write a book called how to become a world champion. Yeah. I've already started writing and I finished writing it before I the world. So I, I'm literally putting the carpet and chronicling everything I'm doing. 
leading up to actually winning worlds. And then after I win, that's when I'll publish the book. And the reason that's so important to me is circling way back to where we started. Um, I believe in the human capacity. You're talking to a guy who was depressed and anxious. I spent the time of my life in a wheelchair because of a back injury. I was told by doctors I'd never be able to compete in sports ever again. I simply stopped listening and changed mm -hmm. my expectations of myself. And so when I decided to become a powerlifter, I don't know any other way but then to become the best in the world at what I do. So mm -hmm. I got myself a coach. I told him exactly what my goal was. He decided that he believed in me and was along for the ride. And mm -hmm. that's what we've been doing ever since. And I'm about three, five years in between those two, three to five years away from, from being able to compete at the world level. Fantastic. We've got about a minute and a half to the end. Who inspires and motivates you? My dad. My dad, he's uh, recently deceased, um, mm. amazing story, a uh, young man growing up in rural Italy uh, during the Great Depression and then World War II. Uh, his father was imprisoned uh, as a prisoner of war, so he became the head uh -huh. of the household at a very young age, moved to mm -hmm. Canada at 17 by himself, um, but just didn't know how to quit and didn't know how mm -hmm. to take a backward step. So Wonderful. even though he's deceased, he's still my hero. Fantastic. And finally, how do we get a hold of you? How do we find you? You know, I know it's a little bit arbitrary. Facebook, though. Facebook is the best place. Just search me up, Brian Grasso, G-R-A-S-S-O. Um, friend request me or just drop me a DM, whatever suits you best. I'm a people person. I love to hear from people. I'll never shy away from your DMs. And that is by far and away the best place to find me. Brian, thanks for being here. It was really wonderful having you back. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview a world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons they had learned from them. Until next week, take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.